I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Nelly. Welcome to the ASOS podcast, My Big Idea. Today we're joined by Georgiana Hudder, co-creative director of cult crinkle fabric brand Hunza G. You know that dress that Julia Roberts wears at the opening scene of Pretty Woman? Yeah, that's Hunza G. Today we're finding out how Georgiana is bringing the crinkle back from the 1980s. This is Georgiana's Big Idea. Hi Georgiana, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, for those who don't know what Hansa G is, would you mind giving us a bit of a brief history? Um, it's the, well it's sort of the, it's a relaunch of an, an 80s fabric that was really popular in the 90s, worn by Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, sort of quite an iconic 1980s swimwear fabric, but also party dress fabric that we've, that I've relaunched with the original person who started it in the 80s, but with more contemporary designs, more current designs. And why do you think the fabric fell out of fashion? Because I think everybody remembers it. It's like your mum had a swimsuit made out of it. You might have had a top from it in the 90s, but then it, it just kind of fell out of favour a bit. Um, I think it, it, was, it was so big in the 80s, and then there was such an 80s backlash in the 90s. So anything neon, anything really stretchy, anything really fitted or sort of cut out was really, you know, the big hair look, the over-accessorised look, the sort of blue eyeshadow, which is sort of what it's what it identified with in the 80s fell really out of fashion and it was more about the sort of Calvin Klein 1990s sort of sort of redux Kate Moss sort of look which that didn't really suit I suppose and how would did you first become aware of the fabric I had a swimming costume when I was four and my mum had a had a baby pink one that she used to wear when she was pregnant with all my brothers and sisters. So I like had it in my head from the age of three or four. But you, so you sort of sought Peter out. Peter's the original founder of yeah. Hansa G. Of Hansa, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Of course. Yeah, it would yeah. be called Hansa then. Yeah. So how did you meet, and why did you decide to relaunch it? Um, I. Well, I tried to relaunch it on my own, but you couldn't find the fabric anywhere. So for about four years, was sort of trying to do it, wearing, like, pieces that I bought off eBay or found in, like, vintage shops in Berlin. There's lots in Amsterdam, there's lots in Berlin. I guess maybe places that were sort of relatively ravey in the 80s, so you find them a lot in those places. And sort of wearing them to festivals, wearing them to parties, and always getting sort of comments on them and then like completely unable to find it anywhere on the internet um so i tried to do it on my own couldn't find the fabric managed to get hold of a very small amount of the fabric and make some samples and that was sort of over the course of about four years and then i was wearing it to a friend of mine's miami themed pool party which is only like 15 (laughs) of us every single year the same people and a girl who i've known since i was three 
who just hadn't heard me speak about it before, said that she knew Peter and I should get in touch with him. So total chance. So how do you go about pitching the, you know, the idea to relaunch something to somebody like Peter? He, strangely, she was wearing a swimming... The reason we sort of, it came into a conversation is because she was wearing one of the original swimming costumes. And I said, where did you get it from? And she said, oh, Peter, who um, started it in the 80s, is, sort of gave me it because he sort of made me quite keen that people sort of start wearing it. And I'd already been trying to do it. But we have quite different... We have very different kind of aesthetics when it comes to it because he's still very much got the... You know, he designed all the 80s pieces and I've designed all the more contemporary pieces. So how did Peter come... About, like, how did Peter discover the fabric? Why does he love it? How did he start doing it? I... I, I he's, he's, a, he's amazing. He's got... He's sort of... When, when you go through the archive boxes, they tried out millions of different types of it. So I think... He, and he's always been a a clothes, a garment maker. So he now still makes garments for various companies, but um, sort of more like sort of wedding cocktail-y dresses sort of now. So he's always been doing stuff with different fabrics and, and the studio is really interesting. It's got all sorts of different things. And then when you go through the archive boxes for Hansa, there's loads of different things that some were put into production some weren't and they're variations on the tubing they're totally different stretch fabrics quite amazing to go through the yeah like the colors that they did they incorporated like so we did the stripes with henry holland that i found in an archive box so we decided to redo the stripes there are polka dot ones there are I mean, there's so many different things. And there's, there's images, obviously, of lots of kind of retro babes wearing it. And you, you said Julia Roberts and Pretty Women. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's probably the most famous. But can you think of anybody else that was wearing it um, um, originally? Whitney Houston. Um, like, it's, it was used a lot in, in sort of various music videos. I can't think, because it's a sort of... It's not necessarily really smart, so it's no. not the sort of thing that people get photographed in a lot unless it's in a music video or at a festival. So it's, it is actually quite hard to find archive images, but they pop up. But you do have them on your Instagram. You, yeah. you need to go and follow Hans G on Instagram because it's amazing. But where do you source those images? Because they're so fabulous and 80s, as you were saying. I get, I get people, people are really great. Lots of friends kind of send them on to me. If people see them, I constantly look on the internet for them. I mean, considering how much I look on the internet for them, aren't, there aren't very many. Um, but they're hidden. They, they, there's no. It's because the internet didn't exist in the 80s. There's no buzzword for them. So yeah. So that's my feeling. So I was aware of the fabric before I came across um, the brand, but I wouldn't know what to type into Google. No, I, and, and it doesn't come up now that we've started hashtagging crinkle fabric and things like that. I mean, I searched for it for four or five years and only managed to buy maybe four pieces off the internet. Like, it's really hard to find. But there's a a thirst for it. And, you know, like you were saying, um, you're sort of dragging it into 2015 and you're doing things like collaborating with people like Henry Holland. Would you talk to me a little bit about how you you modify um, something like that? Well, the thing is, it's, it's even though... We have modified the design, so we've made things into polar necks rather than round necks because I feel like that's more current. Um, there's less sort of cutouts, mm. um, less neons. There's no other... I mean, except for on some of the new pieces where we have, like, referenced the 80s design, there's no other fabric on them. 
Um, we've done a couple of things which you'll see in the new collection that have really small bits that have other fabrics on but it's all they used to add sort of frills and lace and mm. things like that which we haven't done um, and just keeping it really really simple and keeping the neons and the fluoros really not so much as clothing and keeping sort of a basic set of colours for tops, skirts and dresses. So how did a Henry Holland collaboration come about and what season was that for? Um, that came about because he uh, saw a piece in style um, and then sent me an email which was like the most exciting email ever saying <laughs> when I was in Barcelona saying that his whole collection had been based around reference images of old Hansa fabric and the colours and the sort of texture and the stretch so that was really exciting and it, we moved on it really quickly I mean he only emailed me we only sort of started doing it a month before the show and then yeah and what collection was that for? Um, spring summer 2016 with stripes yeah stripes and then a lot of lacing we did sort of lacing on the dresses in turn by lacing I mean sort of actually threading sort of thread through them and having them like that not literal lace not literal lace yeah um so there, i mean a lot of people have been pictured in them a lot of girls are wearing them will you tell me some of the people that are wearing them and flying um, the flag for hansa yeah I, I mean the original person who was like unbelievably helpful was clara paget who did the first shoot that we did and she was one of the people to really encourage me when I'd like worn it to festivals and stuff she'd always come up to me and say oh I've got a dress like that and so she was she's been amazing Lady Gaga wore a piece which was really exciting she's got a few dresses actually that she's worn a few times which is really cool um who else? Georgia May Jagger wore a dress. Um, so you mean, so kind of word of mouth, but you, you, you are sort of gathering this following? Yes, we are. Um, and it is really exciting and it's much more exciting when it's by, even though it's word of mouth, it's much more exciting when it's somebody completely random, like Lady yeah. Gaga or Henry Holland or somebody like that. Someone emailing outside you of your at, social circle. Uh, yeah, someone outside of, or just through sort of word of mouth, through sort of friends of friends. So that's always really exciting. Do you kind of get emails being like, oh my God, I've been looking for this fabric forever? Yes, a lot. And also when we, when we get press, we get quite an interesting, diverse group of people ordering the pieces because the, because the fabric's really flattering because it's made on a tube yeah will you talk to me about that because I think some girls will look at it and be like oh my god it's bodycon it's neon it's you know yeah. it's it's for like a pool party or whatever but actually it's really flattering it's really flattering and also it looks really I, I'm aware of the fact so we do try and get more people with sort of curves in them because it looks really scary when you take it out of yeah. its packet it's the size of a baby grow and <laughs> it, it actually stretches to a size sort of 12 to 14 depending on your body shape but it's it's a uh, it's really thick it's really stretchy and it's made on a tube so it has no seam so it sucks you in because there's no seam to sort of crinkle so it sort of acts as a sort of a sort of corseted sucking thing. Yeah. yeah, it's really, it's really flattering, and it looks best on people with boobs and yeah. a bum. Yeah, definitely. And so we get lots of older women ordering the swimming costumes. When we had our piece in style, it was mostly sort of women between forty-five and fifty-five ordering swimming costumes. The, I think when I think of the fabric in like a full body swimsuit, it's just such a cult image. Yeah. 
it's so amazing that it that's where it comes from. Yeah. But it, yeah, I, I, I have such vivid memories of my mum wearing it. And Did she think, have one then yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah. And it's just a really fond memory of like the feeling of the fabric. And yeah. It's, there's something really comforting about it's, it, well, as it's well as really, it being sexy. It's yeah, also really... it's really comfy. A friend of mine said it's sort of like, it's like wearing a sort of a tracksuit but on the beach that looks nice as in it's that comfy it's sort of sportswear and breathable it's, it's and really breathable and it's sort of it's also not very precious it, it's not something you worry about getting dirty or having to wash or it's really easy and like you say so it's the size of a baby grow so if you're traveling yeah. you can just put it in a bag yeah. and that's that and so like you so you were talking about um, modifications that you've made polo necks um, you've got really lovely like you back dresses yeah. and that sort of thing can you talk to us a little bit about the next collection and what's inspired you and what we can expect yeah well um, we have we, obviously I would obviously what I'm trying to do because there, there are lots of things that you can do with it but equally they're all variations of a very similar thing because it's all about the fabric yeah. rather than the designs even though the designs are key it's fabric really so We've just made small differences. I mean, we're keeping, obviously, my favourite is the polo neck long sleeve backless dress, which is my favourite, but we're keeping things like that and then changing, sort of slightly changing them. We've got, we've got more swimwear designs that would work for people with bigger boobs, so yeah. more sort of things with straps, um, which is still quite... And it's a bit more sporty, I'd say, this collection. But then the dresses... Because it's about to be Christmas, some of them are yeah, a bit so more 80s. Yeah, so how do you 80s. wear it for winter? Um, I guess you wear the... I mean, I wore one last night. Like, I wore the black backless long sleeve polo neck dress with black tights and black trainers. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. really easy to wear. And it's comfy. And I think it's flattering for the winter. I mean, you're limited on colours. You'd wear the navy or the black or the red. But the navy and like the black, they're really, really chic yeah. translations of the original fabric. Yeah, I, I think they are. I mean, I wear them a lot to quite smart things with high heels. And you they could, look, yeah. yeah. And they look, they look really great. I mean... You just have to... Um, but in the same breath, if you wanted to wear, like, the yellow... Yeah. You, you know, it's like full 80s aerobics, amazingness yeah. to a festival. Exactly, or to, you know, to, to, to like, part, like, lots of people order them when they go on holiday to sort of Ibiza. Actually, we get a lot of honeymoon. The, the grey stress, which was the off-the-shoulder one, we got lots of people ordering it in red for their honeymoons. Because it's a smart, nice, comfy version yeah. of something you can wear. Is that the one that Pandora Sykes was wearing a yeah. lot? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of, like crashed Instagram yeah so for lots of girls who are listening who are maybe like budding fashion designers or whatever I think they're probably going to be quite interested to know your own career history because you don't actually come from a fashion design background is that right yeah no not at all can Um, you talk to me a little bit about that um I I did history of art at Leeds and then I worked for a menswear fashion designer but not designing just doing sort of in-house press and that sort of thing um, and just general organisation of like we, it was called Kasimi and we used to show at Paris Fashion Week and then um, and then I went to New York and I worked for a woman called Camilla Nickerson who's a stylist um, she's a contributing editor at Vogue and one of the um, she's the stylist for McQueen, Celine and Calvin Klein that was an ama- amazing experience and then I came back um, and decided to become an interior designer so mm-hmm. I did that and I still do that and then I yeah but so do you look back and do you think you know all those connections have they helped you 
for everybody who thinks, you know, an internship maybe somewhere might not be that useful, actually, can you call on those contacts when you're trying to establish yeah, yourself? I think, I think I, I did internships every summer from the age of sort, sort of maybe 14 or 15. I took my, like, sent myself off because I didn't live in London, so I came to London to do them. And... Um, and they were re- they're really helpful. You can never you can never think that they're not helpful. Although I didn't I didn't I really didn't do any internships after the age of 18 because I just couldn't afford to. I found no. it really mental how how long people expected you to work for free and I just I couldn't do it. So that's why actually I fell into all these weird different things. So because I, I couldn't really do a really long internship in one place. No, but don't be disheartened by sort of leapfrogging between no, different... No, definitely not, because they were all creative things which have all helped help me. You know, History of Art had, had great references that you use, and it's a sort of cross-section of similar bits of the brain and similar bits of history and cultural history and everything that you sort of need to know and and working in fashion was great because it taught you how to be really organized and you know there's a lot of kind of organization that takes place as much as the fun creative side I'd say organization is 60% of it yeah yeah and so do you still do interior design that's how you kind of, so you still do yeah. basically working two jobs still yeah yeah. yeah. How do you manage that? How do you um, by writing lists of absolutely everything? Even if I have to like c- put my washing in the washing machine, I have to write it on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, lists. And how key. do you relax? Do you relax? Um, I do. Not that much at the moment, um, but um, I, sp- I played. I play tennis quite a lot. And I um, play backgammon a lot. I run a backgammon club. And do you? I That's so do cool. Where do you run that? <laughs> At this place called the South Kensington Club. And then I do a, go to a Scrabble club sometimes as well. So, yeah, <laughs> those things, really. So funny. Um, and do you have a mentor? Um, Has Peter become something like that? Or do you have anyone? No, I'd say we're more, we're more, on, we're more mm. on a sort of equal sort of playing field. I mean, I think anybody, I think the older you get, the more you really just do realise that um, there, is no, there is no other way to do it except for to work really hard. I know that sounds really stupid. And Pandora Sykes is a really good example of that. I mean, mm. she has always worked really, really hard. She's been amazing. She's been unbelievably incredible at you know helping helping me and giving me advice and sort of championing in it so um, so your friends can be yeah just I as would much. say just the working just anybody who works really really hard because yeah. it does always pay off even if it takes a long time it just always does and what's your best tip for running a business um lists lists <laughs> yeah lists as boring as it sounds god that's so boring but it's true <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today, Georgiana. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun. That was Georgiana's Big Idea. Tune in next week for more episodes of My Big Idea and subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.